Ladies and gentlemen, you are watching the Cashing Points live stream. Some unfortunate news. John Proctor will not be joining us this week. Uh, he is doing some, some really cool, amazing real life stuff, a big momentous occasion for him. I, I, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it. Like, I don't know why it would be a secret, Graham, but uh, I, I'll, I'll let him uh, give you the details when he's on next week. And it's unfortunate he's not with us for this specific slate, just because I think this is a very difficult slate. This is always one of the slates that are going to be toughest for me, which is to say that there's an immense number of injury question marks this week. And it's just like, it's tough to, on a Friday, you know, you settle on the top plays and then all this news comes out, all these different players questionable. Are we going to get the cheap backup running backs? Uh, what does it mean that Julio Jones and AJ Brown are out? George Kittle's questionable. Melvin Gordon's questionable. Chase Claypool, Gibson, Pollard, et cetera, et cetera. And so you have the plays in your head on a Friday and then all this news comes out. Now you have to juggle. Okay. Well, if, player X is out. What does that do to player Y right behind him? And so it's just kind of hard to figure out all that stuff out. And that's always Johnny at his, at his finest. But the good news is we have a very worthy replacement in the great Wes Huber, the advanced matchup guru himself. Uh, so this is going to be a fun show. This is going to be a good show. And uh, thanks for joining us today. And, and Wes, Graham, how are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the weekend. Uh, it's, it's beautiful outside. I love fall weather and, um, yeah, I mean, got a lot of good college games tomorrow and, um, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, NFL, I'm, I feel really good about the, this slate and, uh, yeah, I'm ready to, to jump into this. Yeah, it's uh, cooled off this past week here in Denver, and it's nice, man. It's like 60 and breezy. I'm, I think I'm like the only person here that like actually enjoys enjoys the uh, the cold weather. So I'm I'm looking forward to it cooling off too. It also, it just I, I love this time of year because like we're in the middle of football season. And it's starting to get cold out. Uh, it's just it's the best. I'm jealous because I love I love Colorado weather. Just the, no humidity whatsoever. Oh, dude, it's, it's just great. Money right now. I haven't had to run the AC or the heat in like a week just like leaving the windows open it's just, oh i love it's that money. there's just nothing better than that right there it's money yeah See, I, I i hate when it's cold out but i keep my apartment constantly like 60 degrees <laughs> <laughs> it just like doesn't make any sense but you're like a uh, like a 55 year old woman in your house that's just oh, cranking, absolutely cranking in my AC. robe yeah. <laughs> uh well let's talk to slate there is let's a lot of a lot to get to man this is uh I don't know. The last two slates have been really fun. I think this one, Scott, I think you're right. This one's at least right now, Friday afternoon at one o'clock mountain. It's definitely a little confusing. Uh, first game up Washington and the Falcons, the team, the team is one and a half point favorites. The over-unders 47. Uh, we'll get it started here. We'll get the injury news started here. Antonio Gibson apparently injured his shin in practice this week, everything that I've read from Rivera and the, the team doesn't make it seem super serious, but we'll see. Um, I, I think Gibson's going to play, but he might be a little bit more limited than usual. Um, and also kind of big news came uh, Curtis Samuel might be back this week. Uh, they activated him off the IR. Uh, obviously we know he's been dealing with that, 
that groin injury for uh, quite some time, but it seems like he's going to play this week uh, and probably play in some sort of limited per, per, uh, capacity. Diami Brown has just not been, not been getting it done as the, the team's number two here. So, I mean, Scott, I'll go to you first, man. I mean, I, I wanted to play Antonio Gibson in this spot, but now, uh, you know, he's limited with a limited with an, an injury. And, you know, we know what Gibson's downfalls are with, in terms of, in terms of the way he gets game scripted out. But I mean, this, this should be a spot where the script is good because the last two weeks he's only got 15 and 13 touches because Washington's been behind, but now we have this injury situation. So I don't know. How are you feeling about it? Yeah. So we had that conversation uh, on Twitter a few days ago where it's super annoying that he loses about 1.5 third down targets per game to JD McKissick. So that's, that's something that's not really game script sensitive. And then the other thing is he loses about 1.9 targets and like two carries per game by losing uh, the hurry up and two minute drill to JD McKissick. And that is something that's going to be, game script sensitive. Uh, yeah. Game script sensitive, game script dependent. Uh, yeah. And, and factor in, he's, he's a little banged up and questionable. He was, you know, on my radar to begin as like, uh, the number six value on at least one of the sites. And now I think I, I bumped him down a few spots. Um, uh, Curtis Samuels coming back this week. I don't know if you said that, um, we'll see how much he plays, but Logan Thomas was someone I was looking at. I, I bumped him down. I, I think there's just a lot of tight end plays. Uh, but Terry McLaurin is someone I, I like a lot this week. And I know Wes likes a lot this week. So, so Wes, do you have any thoughts on Gibson or, or McLaurin that you want to share? Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you, Graham. I think he, I think he goes all out this week. Washington doesn't, Washington doesn't have the luxury of resting him or, or giving him, you know, limited reps. It's a game that that's predicted to, to stay really close. It's on the road. They're one and two. Uh, you know, I don't think I don't, he gives them the best chance to win. I, I don't, they don't have anybody else on the roster that, I mean, you know, they could always uh, get crazy and, uh, and use Patterson, but I, I'm, I doubt we'll see that. Uh, I, I just think he's going to have a full work, workload and they're going to, they're going to have to ride him. Uh, he's just going to have to get over his little, his little shin thing. Um, and, and you know what I'm seeing there, that game opened up with Washington as one point dogs and that's moved to uh, them being favored by one and a half. So you factor in that line movement. I think there's, you know, really good chance that they win this game and Gibson does get that positive game script. So if he is full go, uh, I do see that being, pretty significant yeah and, and as far as mclaurin uh, he's a he's a matchup uh, he's a mismatch for uh, any other corners here that uh, they're just uh you know they've it, it, we they've played some really good defenses uh los angeles and uh and and the giants you know of course uh but of course mclaurin did really well there but you know the speaking of the giants that was that was a a team that featured a cover two we're going into this game against the team that uses cover two at the highest rate. Uh, so, you know, you get an idea of what Mick uh, and, 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 you know, the thing is, is McLaurin is actually not as dominant of a cover two guy as he is a one, cover one cover three, but it, it speaks to what Heineke's really good at. He's, he's uh, he loves it when, when the outside corners sit, he loves uh, attacking those types of defenses, the timing down the sideline. So th this is a, this is going to be a game where I'm surprised I'm looking at the ownership percentages for Heineke and I'm like, what is going on? How, how is he not, 
how is he not one of the one of the higher owned guys at his pricing? So just blows my mind. Yeah, he's cheap on DK. Uh, FanDuel quarterback pricing is really flat this week. Like you can kind of do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, DK is not not that case. And um, I mean, Heineke, man, it's it's been hooker by crook. But I mean, he's gotten it done in the three spot starts he's made, um, you know, once against the Bucks last year, in the wild card round put up 20 fantasy points, uh, had a good game. Um, on a short turnaround against the Giants and obviously got it done against the Bills in garbage time last week. I mean, he's, he's gotten it done. He moves a little bit. Um, I, I don't think it's been a huge downgrade, downgrade from McLaurin and Gibson, but um, yeah, I think Heineke's, Heineke's in play, but there's, I think there's a lot of good quarterback plays on the slate, honestly. Um, flipping over, but I don't to, think you can fill out like a, a large field GPP set set up without throwing in some, uh, some stacks there with, with yeah. from here. And here's the thing. I mean, if, if Samuel does return, it's going to open things up even more for McLaurin. And that's something that, that, that Heineke's had to deal with is, you know, he doesn't have another, he doesn't have another receiver uh, helping pull that, that, you know, he, that he can use with his eyes to pull, you know, get safeties to bite here and there. It's yeah. all on McLaurin. They're sticking with McLaurin. And, and when he watched the giants game, he went off. Yeah. But he had to do it with guys all over him. It wasn't like he was wide <laughs> open. Um, he had to, he had to really work in that game to get that yardage. Yeah. I mean, they were just running zone beaters just trying to get them underneath that zone and get quick hitters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think I think you raise a good point about Samuel coming back. Let's flip over to the Falcons side here, um, man. I mean, it, it, this year has been bizarre for this passing offense. I mean, obviously you take out Julio, which has been a you know kind of expected. You know, Matt Ryan's efficiency in his career has just dropped off a cliff with Julio out of the lineup. So that hasn't been a surprise. But I mean, the, the big surprise for me is I mean they're just not throwing the ball down the field at all. I mean, Matt Ryan's average up the target is last in the league at 4.4 yards last year. It was 8.7 yards, which was top six in the league. So, I mean, you, we've literally sliced Matt Ryan's a dot in half and, you know, Calvin Ridley's getting the targets. Uh, he's just not getting the depth of targets. You know, we've seen, you know, consistently strong target shares, 23, 21, 31% from Ridley. Uh, he's just not getting into that, you know, down to the field juice. And that's why I loved Ridley coming into this year. That's why I loved him last year. Uh, he led all all receivers in 15 plus yard targets. We just have not seen that this year. But Wes, the good news: Washington has been getting absolutely flamed by wide receivers. Uh, they've given up 17 and a half fantasy points to five different wide receivers to start this year, and all those guys are kind of on the you know different talent spectrums and where they align. Mike Williams went off, Keenan Allen went off, Sterling Shepard, Manny Sanders too. So I mean, they are giving it up to everybody. So. Tell me why this is or isn't the spot for Ridley to have his best game of the year here. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say he's going to have his best game. I'm not not going to say he's going to have his worst game. Um, you know, it's you're always going to see the offense playing better at the at the start of the season. You know, especially when you have so much turnover in the coaching and and you know, and then you then you have the uh, I, I'm not sure if it's carried over, but I know. Uh, after the first two weeks, there was the it was like the highest rate of rookie snap usage since 2010. Um, I don't know if it that carried over last week, but I'm I'm assuming it's still really high. So you know you don't have you don't know 
Uh, of course, that was both offense and defense. But what it, just what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, you got to get more data. Just like you know, we're trying to crunch the numbers and trying to trying to figure out what to expect each week, and that's a lot more difficult at the beginning of the year. And that's kind of like a defense reading an offense. You know, they only have so much film, they only have so much data, um, and and so they're going to struggle early in the year. And you know, there there were some there were some changes on on Washington's side. Plus, the defensive line hasn't been playing. Uh, you know, to the level that that you know we expect for for such a a talented group. So it's it's something that's going to get better uh, over time. But uh, you know, so it, it just seems to me like it's a really volatile defense to target, as if it, they're going to be torched like they have in previous weeks. It's more concerning to me that uh, Matt Ryan, like uh, you know, just like you can stick a fork in Ben Roethlisberger everything is saying this guy needs to be kicked out of the league. And it, it's, it's not to that point with Matt Ryan, but it's, it's, it's concerning, um, you know, and, and you, we can, we can say like, what is wrong with Kyle Pitts here? But you can't really say that because um, what he's doing is, is just his check down uh, trend here is just, man. I mean, there's, there's rookies playing better than him right now. Yeah. Yeah, this offense just seems seems kind of broken, but I mean, this is such a good spot for for Ridley and Pitts. Um, I mean, we talked about Mike Davis and CPAT last week. Mike Davis's snaps have trended down in three straight games. His routes have trended down in three straight games. Cordero Patterson just looks better. I mean, Cordero Patterson's never going to be a guy you're going to give you know 12, 14 carries a game to. That, but that being said, I mean, he is just so much more explosive than Davis. So I don't really think. Uh, either of those two guys are in play. Uh, Scott, you got any takes on Ridley or Pitts here before you uh, hit the next game? So you don't think Patterson is in play here? Uh, What's his price? Uh, it's, I know it's 4-9 on DraftKings and uh, let's see, 6K on FanDuel. See, I, I I disagree. I mean, this guy's he's 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 leading all, all uh, uh, running backs in fantasy points per touch when he's on the field he he has the highest touch rate um he's getting 12 touches per game right now and he's gone well over value in back-to-back weeks now he's going up against washington he's he's i think he's in the top 10 and running backs lining up in the slot and the washington that's one of the 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 places where they've just been just eaten alive is out of the slot and so, I mean, he just has a lot of different avenues to attack. And, you know, and, and if we do see Washington play better here, uh, you know, particularly the D line, then it, it may lead to even, you know, a couple extra looks for Patterson. And, and yeah. Davis has just been terrible, man. Just yeah. really bad. Yeah. Davis is, Davis is not good. Um, the thing, I guess the thing with Patterson is, I mean, you're just locked into a player who's only going to get what, 20, 25 snaps. Um, yeah. I think he's in play on, I mean, I should have said he's on play on DraftKings, but I don't think he's in play on FanDuel. Get that full PPR. Scott, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I did just want to say I really like the idea of running out a mini stack of Terry McLaurin and Calvin Ridley, just because I do like both of those wide receivers quite a bit. They're strong values. Uh, Mike Davis is going to be touted. Mike Davis is going to be owned. And I, I, I do think he's actually a solid play. Like, I don't disagree. Patterson is significantly better. He looks better. He's seeing more and more work, but he's also, you know, 
being capped at 25 snaps total. And Mike Davis is going to get 60%. He is seeing really good volume in the passing game. He has 17 targets through three weeks. He's going to get, you know, 10 to 15 carries uh, and the bulk of the goal line work uh, as a rusher. He's just too cheap. Uh, he's, he's very in play. He's not one of my, he's probably not going to crack my TLDR, but, but he's definitely a value. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I just don't really want to mess around with either of these guys. Cause I get it. Yeah. Who were you saying was going to get the goal line work? Mike Davis. That's not <laughs> what the numbers say. Uh, as a rusher. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't think this, I mean, really it's kind of moot because the Falcons have just so rarely been in the red zone this year too. Yeah. This offense is just it is not true. Moving. Yeah. They're not moving the ball. All right, guys. Uh, Texans bills. Bills are 17 point favorites. Uh, I pulled this up. This is, um, I believe the 14th time since 2015 where an underdog has laid a three score spread. And uh, for what it's worth, the dogs are five and uh, five and eight against the spread in that sample. But I mean, wh- whatever. I mean, this is such a huge spot for, for the tech, uh, for the bills. Um, you know, obviously we saw Josh Allen get right last week. We talked about this on the stream, I believe in week three on Tuesday night, when we go through with the whole staff, I, I think all of us were kind of, saying, hey, don't be that concerned with Allen coming off, you know, two slow-ish games for his standards. And, yeah, we saw him just come out piping hot against Washington and shove, you know, 37 fantasy points down Washington's throat. Now he gets a home spot against the Texans. I mean, my God, I mean, this is just – this is the – you know, this is just a money spot for Allen uh, in general. And on FanDuel this week, uh, I think I mentioned it off the top, but FanDuel's quarterback pricing is really, really flat, and I think – Allen is going to be not only just the highest projected play on FanDuel this week, but I think he's going to be the highest owned quarterback on FanDuel by quite a large margin. So, uh, Scott, what, you know, I mean, obviously outside the obvious between Allen, Diggs, you could bring it back with Sanders or Knox. I mean, there's a lot of ways to stack the Bills. you have any, uh, any thoughts on this game here? Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, they're 17-point favorites, uh, but this isn't – but you can run on the Texans. So it's not like the case where, okay, they're favored by 17 points. They should be up two scores at half. And if they get there, it's probably through Josh Allen, which is true, but they really could keep their foot off the gas in the second half, which makes me a little nervous still, like the highest implied point total of the slate by a significant margin. And we're seeing the running backs score touchdowns on the ground this year, which we haven't in recent seasons. Um, yeah, Zach Moss is, I mean, he was the, you know, he was their inside 10 guy last year. And we've seen that carry over again this year. I mean, you got a, you got a bunch of, bunch of touches inside the 10 last week. Right. Um, so, so that's my concern, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, 32 points for the, the bills against, you know, one of the worst teams in football. <laughs> I know, uh, right? I, I'm eager to hear Wes's thoughts on, on Buffalo, but I, I did want to, want to talk to him about the Texan side. So he is not at all worried about Brandon cooks being shadowed by Tredavious white. Although I am, and I like Anthony Miller that we, we have some cheap wide receiver plays this week, Sweet. but Danny Amendola looks likely to be out. Anthony Miller should be in that slot role, which is where Buffalo is typically, I think most vulnerable uh, and then Anthony Miller, you know, saw pretty good usage last week, pretty good production 
And, uh, you know, my quote unquote sources have said, you know, he was inactive because he's unprofessional. It's not showing, he's showing up late to meetings, but, you know, the Texans firmly believe in his talent, just like the bears firmly believed in his talent. And so he's, I don't know, minimum price or near minimum price. He's, he's a viable punt. Uh, so, so Wes, just your thoughts on Buffalo and then, and then why you're not concerned about Tredavious White for Brandon Cooks. So it, I'm, I'm starting to see a trend. So like throughout the week, I completely stay away from everyone, everyone's opinions. And so like coming into this show, I'm, I'm completely coming in blind on how people are being viewed. And, uh, and, and, and when I look at like ownership projections, I, I only look at the very bottom to see who's not going to be targeted. I don't, I don't pay attention to the top on purpose because when I, when I end up filling out my lineups, I don't want to, I don't want to get too heavy in that. I don't want to be influenced. And I can already tell you after in the second team here that we, we are night and day on, on players. I'm fading Josh Allen this week. I'm, I think, (laughs) I think he's okay. So let's, let's talk about the weather. It's going to be, um, there's a, what, 60, 60 to 70% chance of rain. It's going to be 14 to 21 mile per hour winds. So, I mean, that, that's wow. going to play a role. That's going to play a role here. Um, I do think you can target some of the receivers um, because, you know, we know that some of the guys are going to do well, but I don't think the quarterbacks are, are going to be um, viable enough. Uh, I, you know, it doesn't mean that Josh Allen isn't going to throw a few touchdowns, but I mean, we need quite a bit to, to hit value with him. And, and I, and I like, a, I like quarter, some other quarterbacks a lot better. And then Zach Moss is, is my number one value on the slate. Wow. He is going to, okay. So 21 carries in two games, five of them are, are inside the five yard line. Um, this guy is, is, I mean, to be the goal line back for the most explosive offense in football, I mean, you know, I guess you could call him that maybe the chiefs, but you know, one or the other one, a one B, um, maybe the Buccaneers, I one, one C who cares? Um, a, a point being is, is they're just as explosive as anybody else. And, and that, and that, that role is just massive. Um, if you look at like, uh, if, so you, when you, when you go to look at the running back position, um, you have a one in 18 chance of picking a running back that's going to go for a hundred yards. You have a one in 31 chance to pick a running back. That's going to score two touchdowns. You have a one in 217 chance of picking a running back. That's going to do both. And only one guy all year has done that. We all know who he is, but nobody's done it twice. Um, uh, nobody's gone for a hundred yards twice or two touchdowns twice. I mean, the running back position is not, uh, just there is just, just a small list of elite guys. So you really got to play those matchups. Um, I didn't run the numbers on like, on like ownership or on salaries, but if you did, I bet you it would be even more eye opening about how the guys at the top that cost the most or that have been owned the most are not doing it. They're not getting it done. And when you have a guy that's going into a game where they're let, they're being, uh, favored by 17 points, you're you're going up against a, like you said a, a run defense that you can run against and do well, and they're they're what second or third in the league in uh, rushing touchdowns allowed, and it's it's a guy that has been getting all of the goal line looks. I mean, it, it's one of the it's one of the safer running back plays that we've been offered all year. Yeah. I mean, just just to be clear, I, I mean, I'm not on Allen as the top quarterback player on the slate either. Okay. Uh, Scott kind of alluded to this too. I mean, I, I mean, 
the Bills could just truck the Texans and just not have to do anything. Yeah. In the second half, but I do, I did see Zach Moss. He was popping in my in my model uh, for FanDuel. Um, I w- I'll tell you this much: I'd re- I'd much rather play Zach Moss than dick around with any of the Falcons backs on DraftKings too. I'd much yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, but see, <clears throat> I, I also like Patterson, but we can just let that let that one go. Um, so the thing to answer your question though, Scott, about um, why I'm not worried about Trey Davis, I don't think they're going to shadow for one. Uh, they they've got they've got Levi Wallace on the other side. That that, in my opinion, is. I mean, even if he one. doesn't shadow, he should get 45 percent of Tre'Davious right? Yeah. It really doesn't matter. He'll get one or the other. And, 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 but you know, the volume, I, I think he's a volume guy. I don't think he's going to blow up like he did in week one or anything. Um, I, I, I doubt he's going to get in the end zone, but uh, you know, he's still priced appropriately, which is, I mean, in my opinion, some of the guys that do the pricing at both DraftKings and Fandle, they need to reevaluate what, what they're going to do with their careers because they're not very good at what they do. Um, seeing like guys like Calvin Ridley, still priced like he's a top five wide receiver. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, I mean, come on. He's, he's, he's not even averaging 15 points after three games. I mean, yeah, he's got the potential, but I can, I can name another 20, 25 guys that have that, you know? So, I mean, the pricing is just ridiculous. Brandon cooks should be, you were so right, Scott, about Brandon cooks early, early on when I, I don't I don't think I heard anybody, you know, really going off about, I mean, he has been awesome. Um, and he's just getting, I mean, he's just getting a massive amount of the targets and, and Davis mills already proved that he's just going to keep feeding the guy, you know, and, and, you know, I was impressed by Davis mills. Really? He did well. Uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's not, he's not, a, he really showed that he's, he's not going to force things. He's going to, you know, just take what the defense gives him. And that, that plays directly into, into cooks, uh, you know, what he does on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the great thing about cooks is like, he's going to be a garbage time King this year. Although believe it or not, he leads all wide receivers in first half receiving yards, but we're looking at four quarters of garbage time in this one. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the queen, uh, Sharon, who uh, just I had the privilege of her sliding into my DM. She she wanted to remind us that it's it's raining in Buffalo this week, which Wes brought up. She loves Zach Moss and the Bills are, are sitting a, a couple of their defensive starters just because they have Kansas City the following week. And she also said she loves Wes and, and to pay more attention to him. <laughs> you guys pay attention more. to me. I'm not complaining. <laughs> everybody should pay attention to West. but thank you for the kind words yeah that was queen, uh, Sh- queen sharon for the record thank you queen sharon yeah she's always popping off in discord too um yeah i think we pretty much covered it um i i, I still think i mean just looking through ownership projections i mean alan is going to pop in every month mm-hmm. this week just because it's the texans special on FanDuel. he's only 8500 he's very easy to get to this week uh, I do think he's going to be the chalk, but uh, yeah, I, there are other quarterback plays, other stacks I like more. Um, speaking of, can game, I add one real quick thing? Um, the receiver that you know, I think Diggs could do well because the Texans played more cover one last week than than they did the first two weeks. So, and they're, I think they're going to get back into into featuring a cover one again because I don't think it's it's been working for him, obviously. Um, and 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 so Diggs could do well, obviously, if the weather stays good enough. But the guy that that uh, as far as like the entire package of schemes that the Texans will use, the guy that that really stands out the most is Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I mean, Diggs, at least on FanDuel, Diggs is going to be way lower on because Devontae Adams is somehow 8,100. Diggs is <laughs> yeah. 8K. Um, so Diggs is at least going to be contrarian off of Adams on, on FanDuel. So 
but yeah, like that note on the Manny too. Uh, let's move on to a game that, oh my God, man, Lions-Bears. Um, Bears are three-point favorites. That opened at four. It got beat down to three and a half. Now it's down to three. Uh, Over-under is 41. I think that's the lowest on the slate. should be at least. Um, really no injury notes except for Justin Fields is off of the injury report. But Matt Nagy said about an hour and a half ago, it's a game-time decision between who starts between Fields and Andy Dalton. So, although we fun. we got some some uh, sources on this one, Kaplan told us uh, he thinks it's very unlikely for for Dalton to play. He thinks yeah. Fields is the starter. Yeah, I mean Dalton's clearly dealing with a pretty serious knee injury. Wasn't able to practice all week, so it's it's a lot of smoke from Nagy, honestly. But I, um, I had I had I had Mooney written up. I had Robinson written up. I had Montgomery written up, and I I think. With field starting, I mean, that was so bad that uh, these guys are now all off my radar. Um, I still think Montgomery's in play, but I'm definitely not going to go with the Bears receiver. Uh, Wes, what did you think of fields this past week and like just the plan in general? Yeah, I mean, it, it was it wasn't good. There wasn't a whole lot of, but, you know, we have to consider the opponent and the, and the Browns. Um, I mean, they were given the chiefs trouble in week one and uh, you know, it, you know, the chiefs, the chiefs are going to, they're going to chief, you know, they're going to score. And, and so chiefs uh, are going to chief. Yeah. I mean, so it doesn't matter what, how good the defense is really, as long as, you know, uh, Mahomes is healthy and, and Kelsey and, and Hill are on the field, uh, they're going to score there. And uh, you know, so, it, it, it was a little misleading, you know, they, they won that game and stuff, but the cheap, the Browns played really well in that game. The Browns are a really good team. Yeah, they They're going to do something this year. Um, and last year was no fluke, uh, especially if Odell, he looked really good. I was impressed by Odell last week. Um, so I'm not, I'm not hitting the panic button completely. I, I mean, he's a rookie. Okay. I, I was, I was shocked how good, uh, Trevor Lawrence played last night, by the way. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's been we've not seen good performances from rookies this year. Uh, you could say Mac Jones, but I mean, the guy is taking about as many chances as, you know, uh, a guy that's not playing. So um, it's it's, it, you know, game manager. Great. But as far as like impact guys that we can actually talk about as as doing something for us, yeah. isn't there hasn't really been anything other than last night with Lawrence. Um, so I, you know, I think, I think there's going to be some growing pains. I think he entered, I entered, he entered that, that game last week, kind of with the mindset that he wasn't going to let the speed of the NFL get to him in his first start because he looked a lot better the, the previous week against Cincinnati when he just kind of went in on the fly when he, you know, after Dalton left, but when he went in, when he started the game, I just felt like he was just too slow. He wasn't getting to his pro- progressions fast enough. He, he was, uh, you know, holding, he was, he was pumping, you know, not, not, you know, full pumps, but just little pumps. And, and, and that just led to, led to sack after sack. Um, yeah. it, he was running backwards when he was taking pressure. Uh, it, it was just a forgettable performance, but I think we, we, he deserves, um, you know, um, another chance as far as like, not him, I'm not going to put him in any lineups, but I, I think, I think he might be able to feed uh, a Rob with something. I'm staying away from Mooney, I'm staying, staying away from Cole Kmet. Um, but I, I do think, I think Montgomery is in play. Yeah, Wes, I can't attempt you on Justin Fields at like basically men price at, on FanDuel and DK. Can't do it. Well, you could if there weren't other guys that that I that I like 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 Heineke, um, yeah. you know, a little bit more. But um, and then uh, you can have Mac Jones, who's you know 
theoretically going up for up against a you know a team that he can he can destroy but here's the thing about the lions man um bobby price i mean you guys ever even heard of this guy was that have you guys even heard of bobby price dude this guy's a he's an emerging stud for detroit like could be a a cornerback one undrafted free agent well yeah he's I mean, he's like their only good corner without a Cuda, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they when they get a Cuda back, that you know, because they they still have that Penn State guy yeah. on the other side, he's no good. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. It's <laughs> butchered every time I do. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Bobby Price. That's what happened to you know. Of course, um, Hollywood dropped a few of those, <laughs> obviously. But uh, I mean, Bobby Price looked really good two weeks in a row. I think he was targeted. Um, um what seven five five times last week five or seven and yeah. uh, one was inter- he he deflected one that was inter- he i mean it just he's getting his hand on the ball it's i mean i'm just i was really impressed yeah really impressed um i think i think we need to pick up the pace here a little bit guys we're we're yeah. we're, we're talking like we're the saints you know like <laughs> pace this year um DeAndre quick, Swift. Real yeah. quick on David Montgomery. He's 5,800 on DK, 7,500 on FanDuel, but he's like the RB6 on FanDuel, RB16 on DK. So I, I think if you're gonna play Montgomery, it's on DK this week. But I mean, uh, why not just stack the box if, if it's fields, you know? Sure, sure. Um DeAndre Swift, however, oh boy, sexy. Yeah. You know, he's in a 60-40 committee. Dan Campbell came out, said we're he's gonna get more work. And so if you just bump it up to a 70-30 committee, then he leads all running backs and XFP per game. He looks shot out of a cannon every single time he touches the ball. Uh, re- really like him. Game script is not a concern because he ranks third among all run- running backs and target share. Uh, he's one of my favorite plays this week. Did Great we player. get any Great verification on his health? On Swift? Yeah. I, I just yeah he's healthier. I mean, he's, he's healthier now. Yeah. I mean, okay. he's been on the injury report that that groin or leg or whatever yeah, he's, yeah. he's been fine yeah i think i think deandre swift is a phenomenal play on dk um hawkinson wes you like anything about hawkinson this week yeah, matchup? It, i mean the pricing is a lot flatter after you know kelsey um, yeah yeah i mean that yeah and that's the thing i, I think <coughs> and we don't have waller this week yeah you go after kelsey if you can and if you can't then um you know i i think i i i'm not liking him i'm staying away from him um you know uh uh, it's he's going to have to deal with Roquan Smith, who's been just really, really good on tight ends this year, and uh, Eddie Jackson as well. They'll they'll be uh, real quick. Why did he flop last week? Because I've been asked that, and I, I had no good answer. Yeah. So was the, it scheme, was he schemed? Yeah. That that's the thing is is a, a lot of times a, a lot of teams won't even use tight ends against the cover six. And, and that's, that's something that that's what the Ravens have used to replace all of those uh, cover one snaps from last year. Um, and, and it's, 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 it's a situation where you have to be running the, the right type of routes in order to do really well against it. Um, yeah. But they, so they gave up a ton to, yeah. to Waller and Kelsey weeks one and two. And, and from yeah. what I was seeing, Hawkinson was basically seeing similar usage, you know, a lot of routes on the outside and in the slot. Well, that that's what I was gonna say. I I think they it wasn't really Hawk that was beat. I think it was more that that they were out coached 
as, okay. as far as like the, the game plan. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is, is um, golf. It, it seemed like he took his, his foot off the, off the pedal a little bit. You know, they had that lead going in late. Um, yeah, they, they were just, they, they kept the game close. Um, I just think he was, uh, he was a little hesitant to do anything wrong instead of trying to push the ball down the field. Like we saw previously. Yeah. Um, all right. Panthers and Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are four and a half point favorites over under 51 and a half. Obviously Christian McCaffrey is out this week. Uh, this is pretty much the first real like challenge the Panthers have had. I mean, they play the Jets, Saints and Texans. Um, I, I suppose you could call whatever the corpse of this Saints offense is some sort of a test, but Panthers defense is playing extremely, extremely well. Um, this is a great game, man. I, I'm really excited for this game. Um, I mean, you got a lot of angles here. I mean, the Cowboys have been very, very game plan specific, constantly changing up their game plans for their opponents and just attacking weaknesses. You know, week one, we saw them come out and throw the ball 80% of the time against the Bucks. Then in week two, they you know, scaled it back. Chargers basically played a bunch of two high safety looks and they ran the shit out of the ball. I mean, hey, Cowboys did it again this past week against the Eagles zone, zone heavy seam. Um, this week, Wes, Panthers are very zone heavy. Um, but I think their run defense is is better than the Chargers and Eagles. Is that right? Yeah, I look think at that so. Pop. Yeah, look at she's, the pop making. Look at the pop making an experience there. Love it. Yeah, she's massive, man. She's already bigger than our full-grown <laughs> dog. Dude, she's gotten so, way bigger since you last time. Yeah, she Good eats Lord. like crazy. Um, yeah, so I I do think that that, that so the the issue with Dallas is is they're just. Um, they're, they're, they're tough when they get, when they get down inside the 20 to run against, you know, so, um, uh, you know, we'll see, I, I'm, I'm not feel, feeling really good about, about Hubbard in this one. Um, you know, we may have to wait another week to use our new toy. And then, you know, we really don't know how they're going to distribute those carries really, because I mean, it, they may, they may split it up between, uh, Chuba and, and Freeman. So. Would be Adam said so, uh, they brought I, in Freeman because of pass protection. Yeah. So it could so, be the case where he plays more snaps, but they're empty snaps. Yeah, Wes, I had that same thought too, but then I went back and looked through everything. I mean, Hubbard was yeah. involved on like 75% of the routes, got five targets on those routes. So, I mean, well, if we're like, if we're like looking for the script, right? I mean, Cowboys are four and a half point favorites. Frankly, I think it should be a little bit higher, but if we're looking at the script, right? I mean, Panthers are supposed to be down and trailing I mean, Hubbard's got the optimal usage for that type of script. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's something, it's a fear that I have with guys that, that haven't had a, um, you know, an opportunity to start before is that you never know they, they may come out and, and do something wrong, like l allow a sack and then fumble the ball and then get benched. And we're just, you know, left holding the bag for whatever type of exposure we have in the guy. So um, I, I think I think you can go after him in a GPP, you know, but I mean, I, I just be careful here with yeah. with with Chuba. I'm concerned um, because, you know, the Dallas's defense is, is not as bad as you think. Yeah, it's I mean, the thing is, I mean, the Cowboys defense just got freaking road graded in those five games that Dak was healthy last year. And that's why I mean, that's why Dak had to throw so much this year. I mean, Trevon Diggs is playing really well. We'll talk about DJ Moore in a second, but I mean, they're at least passable. This defense is at least passable. Mm -hmm. um, actually, let's go to DJ Moore. So, Scott, you wrote up this past week and start sit. Um, you know, not necessarily not saying sit DJ Moore, but just you know, Trevon Diggs is playing 
extremely well. I, I think DJ Moore is going to be one of the most popular plays this week on FanDuel, just looking through some of the ownership projections. Uh, haven't had a chance to really sink too much into DK projections. Um, but yeah, just thoughts, fields on uh, DJ Moore this week. Yeah, so he's just tricky for me because if Trevon Diggs were, were out, you know, he'd be one of my must plays. But Trevon Diggs is not out, and he's been phenomenal shadowing in three straight games. I think he's going to shadow DJ Moore this week. I think he's going to continue to play extremely well. PFF's, I think, number two graded cornerback in coverage this year. Um, and then he did, uh, he did give up six 121 uh, to its chargers. Did he Did he shadow in that game? No, see, I don't think he's shadowing. Um, he's, he is moving around. I think, yeah. I think it's a situational thing, um, because it, he was real quick. To- Mike, Mike Clay said he shattered in all three and, and he covered Keenan Allen on outside routes and, and shut him down. Huh. Well, well, he, he I, gave I, up, he yeah. gave up, he gave up yeah. six, one, six for one twenty one against the chargers, but he was really good in their other two games. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah maybe he, it was, maybe Allen it was put up uh, three receptions and 94 yards on him, but then on the, the three other, uh, targets that he did get he uh oh. intercepted one and uh broke up the other two passes well, well that that one really long play to allen was kind of like a weird busted play and, and justin herbert threw like a 60 yard seed that went like five <laughs> it was like five feet off the ground still so. his responsibility though yeah true true, true. yeah uh, well um, the, the reason that i say though he didn't shadow last week i watched the game i watched i watched him the entire okay. game he did not shadow yeah I, as uh, as we was, know this some of these shadow reports pff you know typically uh, gets them really wrong where it's like it's zone and they have have it as a shadow just because they move to the other side or something. So, so this is I, why I trust you listen to Wes. Yeah, this is no, why honestly, you yeah. listen to Wes. <laughs> yeah. Read everything the guy says. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think Trevon Diggs is that big of a threat to DJ Moore. Dude's been getting open at will. Um, yeah. And, I, he's, still and, too and again, cheap. he's still too cheap, man. The volume has been phenomenal. Yeah, look, look at what he's done in the first half. He leads all wide receivers and targets by like five, a ton of receiving yards, and he just doesn't do much in the second half because he doesn't need to. Carolina doesn't need to keep their foot on the, their gas, but he should. They will this week. Yeah. In this contest, in which case you just like extra- extrapolate this script to what he's done in neutral scripts, and like he is the clear best play. So, yeah, a lot comes down to Trevon Diggs, and it's encouraging. Uh, you guys don't seem to be too concerned. Yeah. I mean, I just love the price on more, man. He's 6,600 on DK. Yeah, I mean, stupid. It's stupid. And FanDuel, he's, he's a pretty solid value there, too. Let, so. let's, let's talk uh, Amari <laughs> and Lamb, because both are very mispriced. Amari dealing with crack ribs. Uh, and because they're so mispriced, it makes stack stacks all the more intriguing. You could run that back with Hubbard. You could run that back with DJ Moore. Or yeah. uh, both. Wes. Who do you prefer out of Amari and Lamb, and why? I liked your write up on this. So, with a uh, just to just to clarify, I do think Trayvon Trayvon Diggs is a is a problem. Uh, okay. It's enough. It's enough that I I'm I'll probably stay away from uh, more. Uh, I'm not going to be you know investing anything crazy in in him. But uh, as far as as far as the Dallas wide receivers go, it's a, it's always going to be CD Lamb for me. Um, <laughs> there's there's just there's it's it's like it's like watching a guy who's who's become a really good route runner and who who does his job really well, and then watching a guy who's going to carry the NFL into the future, and that's CD Lamb. Um, the, everything he does is just, it's just, it's, it's eye-opening. It's, I, I, I just love this kid. Um, and, and, and they, they shut him down. Well, 
they contained them last week. The Eagles did. Um, and, and, it's a weird and, game, though, man. That was a yeah. really weird game. Yeah. Well, you know, part of it was was script, and and part of it was, uh, you know, just just Dak Prescott not not being forced to, uh, you know, to try to needle the thread there with you know with a, lo- a lot of stuff. But even in a down game for for CD, he you know what didn't he go for like eighty anyway? I mean, it was. But he had that one big play, and that was that was really it. Um, yeah, it was yeah. a gorgeous big play. But I mean, the, you know, that game was just weird. I mean, Dak had a you know, a weird fumble in the end zone, but Jalen Hurts didn't really do anything in the first half. It was just. Well, really and then to do too much. And then they ran the shit out of the ball. So, yeah, they went in thinking, okay. And then all the numbers suggested that the Eagles were just a really tough to run defense. Yeah, I know. And then they, they get into the game and it's like, okay, we can run the ball on these guys. I mean, this is just, this is easy, you know? And, yeah. and so they, you know, they, they just rode their horses there. And, and I, I think that's what happened, but um, you know, I, I, I think, I think both guys are in play though. I think, I think Amari is definitely, I mean, you know, it does concern me a little bit that he's trying to play through what it, I don't know if it's, it's one or more broken ribs, uh, fractured, whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, he's the, the kind of guy, he's, he's one of the top route runners in the NFL. Um, and, and, you know, it, you know, what really surprises me though, is, is that Dax not run the ball at all, yeah. like at all. Well, and I don't it, think that's like, too, too surprising. Yeah, yeah. no, I, it, I mean, with that, with that yeah. ankle injury. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it, it just, we see Joe Burrow running at least some, you know, but we don't see Bur- Dak run at all so right. just makes me wonder is is you know is it still sore things like that or is it just you know doesn't have his confidence yet but uh i think i think definitely though it doesn't matter with with this offense and and you know i think even without lyle collins their offensive line is is definitely good enough for this yeah. this offense to blow up at any moment i mean Dak is just this is the best Dak's play i mean he completed 85 percent of his passes against the chargers for nine yards of attempt Last week against the Eagles, he only threw it 26 times, completed 81% for 9.2 yards per attempt. I mean, he's just been – he's been unconscious. And let's not Um, forget, Carolina lost a guy that was probably up for defensive rookie of the year, um, J.C. Horn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they're broken bones. So, I mean, that's that's significant. and gross matos this week again yeah yeah so dante jackson is going to move into the starting lineup and he's he's just been uh, beatable let's just say that so uh definitely one of these receivers going to go off that's Wes, for real, sure Wes, real quick because we do need to move on here i know you got a hard out um what do you think da- i mean so we saw week one dallas came out through the hell out of the ball last two weeks they came and you know played two zone heavy run defenses um and and ran the ball panthers are very zone heavy what do you think they do this week they're going to have to pass because I don't think I don't think losing Horn is going to change their their run defense. Shaq, Shaq Thompson's playing like uh, a you know top two or three linebacker right now, right. Um, coming to his own, and um, he's just all over the all over the gaps that that O lines are trying to open up. Of course, you know Zach Martin's got will have something to say and all that, but man, yeah. I'm just I'm avoiding Dallas's backfield here. Okay. So I think I think it's going to have to go through the air. And, you know, it doesn't matter that the, the Panthers have played the Jets and uh, the Texans. I mean, they're three and oh, and I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think Dallas is going to take them very seriously. Yeah. I, 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 I lean more towards your side on the Panthers run defense being one we need to avoid. And, um, and I think the Saints game where they held, you know, Camara to eight carries for five yards, I think that's the stickiness. Uh, I mean, Texans just got body slammed. Jets, that game wasn't really competitive and they can't run the ball anyway. But I, I do think there's some stickiness to Panthers run defense being one to avoid. Um, all right, Colts Dolphins here, fellas. Uh, Dolphins are two point favorites. My God, man, Colts are in a tough spot. 
they're going to be down Quentin Nelson, their left guard, and Braden Smith, their right tackle. Um, man, I mean, I've been bringing this 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 point up uh, for basically the entirety of the year, but I mean, the, the Colts have been just to put this just to put it lightly. I mean, Frank Reich has really struggled in competitive games as the Colts coach. They've been an underdog 22 times under Frank Reich, and they are five and 18 straight up as a dog here. They're you know four straight game here where they're going to, they're going to be a dog. And now they're down Nelson and Braden Smith and Carson Wentz on two gimpy ankles. Um, this thing's falling apart quick here for the Colts. I think we can kind of breeze through this game off the top. Uh, Will Fuller is going to play, um, but man, I, I don't really have too much from this game. Does any, any of you guys have any plays here, anything you're interested in? Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor's still intriguing despite the offensive line concerns, given that, you know, massive volume touchdown regression candidate. The Dolphins just got dominated by Peyton freaking Barber and they've sucked against the run all year. And then uh, Jalen Waddle's a great play, but uh, I, I know Wes has something to say on him. So I'll let him say it. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think Waddle's he's obviously developed a, an instant connection with, with Brissett. I think that it's going to continue. Same with, I think Mike Kosicki. I mean, uh, let's just, let's just admit it here. I mean, we're not, we're not really dealing with, with a whole lot of usable options at tight end. He's priced I think a there bit are higher. a lot this week, actually. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the one guy I forgot to fill I uh, forgot to mention with the Panthers, Tommy Tremble is only two and a half K this week. Uh, you know, he's supposed to be the future of the position for them. So, I mean, it's a decent uh, punt, but um, I think you could, you could, uh, you know, consider uh Gasecki, I guess. Uh, you know, Will, seen- Will Disley is twenty six hundred. Evan Ingram's three thousand. Uh, Dalton Schultz thirty four hundred. Janu thirty six hundred. It just depends on what you see. I, I, I'm staying completely away from Johnny. Staying, staying uh, completely away yeah. from um, uh, uh, Dalton Schultz is going to be like one of the top three owned guys on the side. Yeah, I mean, I'm not about it. I'm just saying there's like six guys who are going to get owned and they're all at yeah. least a little in play. Yeah. By the way, we forgot to mention spend more time on Curtis Samuel. There's only 3,000, but whatever. We'll, we'll get to I mean, it later if there's more time. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. First game back. Play, yeah, I don't exactly. think he's going to play that much, man. Yeah. I mean, I saw some some um, uh, videos from the practice when, you know, final week of training camp. I mean, dude couldn't even go 25% right. speed. Uh, but not to belabor tight ends too much. I mean, FanDuel and DraftKings both refuse to price Travis Kelsey appropriately, and I think that's pretty much where I'm going this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, man, I, I, I want to be with you, Scott, on Taylor. It's just – No, every- I know. Everything is just screaming. The Colts are going to fall apart here. And I mean, he's a great price on FanDuel. That's for sure. He's a great price on FanDuel, but I'm, I got, he got tore. I mean, the Miami run defense is one of the worst in the league right now. I don't know what is going on. It's it. They have basically the the same uh, you know, players in place that they had last year. And they're funnelish too, because the secondary is good, right? And yeah, for what it's worth, yeah. I mean, they have not faced very good run offenses so far either. I mean, the right. you know, Patriots, yeah. Bills, and and Raiders are by no And Taylor is just that guy who's like, yeah. well, he's a freak. So, of, of but, course, he had 35-point potential. Yeah, you say yeah. that. But then again, they're – there we know the offense is gonna isn't gonna do great overall the the and you know it's it's a situation where they're gonna get down and uh, he's not getting the ball he's not he's not getting uh, uh targets so i mean it's it's just it's it's really volatile right that's who he is yeah I mean, high volatility I good just, talent bad situation i just don't understand they you know he 
got six, six or seven targets, went six for 60 in week one in the passing game had five first downs and then they're like, yeah, fuck that. We, we don't need well, you anymore. I mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned on our, so stupid. Um, our Tuesday live stream after that though, I don't think that's what the Colts want to do. I, I don't think they want to be passing, giving yeah, seven I, targets I, to him. I definitely agree with you, but it still just like makes like no sense. Like yeah. Taylor, every single time he's gotten the ball in the passing game, he's been explosive. Like I just, it, it just boggles my mind. So I've gotten um, questions about Michael Pittman. Please avoid him. He's yeah. going up against Xavier and Howard here. Yeah, he's not in play. Pittman's not in play here. Um, all right, let's move it on here. Uh, Browns Vikings. Browns are two point favorites. Man, I, I got to be honest. I, I think Browns should be way stronger favorites. I get it; they're on the road. Vikings beat the Seahawks at home, but man, Browns West was kind of alluding this too. Browns are, I think, very underrated by the markets right now, um, and they are in just an absolutely amazing spot. The run game is um, Vikings run defense has been terrible this year. Uh, they're giving up 4.8 yards per carry and a 53% success rate. That's the third highest success rate in the league allowed on the ground. So Browns, man, I mean, you know, last week, if you would have told me Nick Chubb is going to get 20 carries or 22 carries, whatever he got, I would have been like, yeah, he's, he's going to run for like 140 and two touchdowns. Didn't happen. Uh, Bears pretty much just kind of sold out, especially in that game when it was so clear that, you know, they weren't going to do anything offensively. Uh, they just sold out this, you know, kind of slow chub down but this week. Vikings run defense has been abysmal. Um, and I think the, the, you know, pretty obvious chubs, a great play hunts in play too. Again, Hunt, especially in tournaments, nobody ever wants to play him, but the, the one guy I really want to talk about here is OBJ. Um, Wes, I think you mentioned it off the top, so I'll go to you first. I mean, he he looked damn good last week. Led the Browns in routes, got nine targets, seventy-seven yards, and, and to carry. Yeah, I mean, he if he's he not was, if he's not healthy, he's he's, he's pretty damn close. Carry. Yeah, he's pretty damn close. Uh, Minnesota's just gotten trashed by receivers too. I mean, they gave up five for one hundred and a touchdown to Jamar Chase. They gave up four for fifty-four and a touchdown. Was Nuke and uh, DK Metcalf had a great game last week, six one hundred seven of one. Um, I mean, Browns have no other option but to go to Beckham here, right, Wes? Yeah, I mean, he he came out out of the gate with a thirty percent target share. Um, that that right there just says everything. If he's if he's healthy enough to play in a in a positive matchup, um, it's he's somebody that you want to target because uh, the the touch touchdowns are going to come if he keeps playing the way he did last week. And and um, yeah, I watched I watched every second of the game, and I I didn't see him run his mouth one time. I he he was just playing football. Yeah, and and that's what that's what he needs to do more of. I'm not I'm not just talking about yelling at his coaches. I'm talking about when he's on the field. Don't even talk to the de- the defenders. You know, just just keep your mouth shut. Play football. You're a good player. You know, and I think I think that's yeah. what we saw last week. What we need to see more of, especially with the Browns looking as good as they are. Uh, they don't need a volatile player. A oh guy. God, they don't man. they don't need any attitudes. They just need guys playing football. If, if he comes out with that mindset, he is going to own Bashad Breeland's soul. Um, I think, I, honestly, man, what, uh, Scott, what do you think? I mean, I think Beckham's pretty much a free square on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, not nine targets last week and a 26 <laughs> six beat down. He, he's going to get volume, no Landry. Uh, I, I think he's a great play. I, I like him more than the running backs. Yep. Uh, Dalvin Cook is questionable, but expected to play. Yeah, he's going to be uh, back. Yeah. So if he plays, I mean, just play Henry. And if he's out, Madison's a top five play, but that's highly unlikely. Yep. Yeah. I think we're going to see Dal cook. Um, 
So I, I mean, will say that that uh, Nick Chubb, nobody is uh, is is rostering him right now. Yeah. So if he does eventually go off, I mean, it could Dude. be could be a, a you know a lot of money for somebody. Um, and I do think that Kareem Hunt is is at least in the top time top ten best values. He's still yep. he's still a problem with his pricing so low. Yeah, I write up Hunt as a contrarian play in uh in Sunday update pretty much every week. Um, mm-hmm. And Chubb, too, I was on Chubb last week. He was three percent on fan. I mean, he just really stacked the box against yeah. them last week. I'm, I mean, I should have been. And he's not getting the guess. targets this year. So you know, if we well, see what happened with Hunt last week, though, yeah, then we need to kind of reevaluate the situation. If Hunt's going to get all the receiving work, yeah, I hear you. I, in the first two games. Chubb, you're right, Chubb didn't get the targets, but he actually ran more routes than Hunt than last week. I think some of it's a function of them just not having Landry and Hunt just kind of got some of those like layover, like short, you know, low A dot targets. Um, but yeah, he won yeah, somebody to, a lot of money this past week. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, any thoughts on Vikings receivers? I mean, Jefferson and, and Thielen are like the same guy every single week. I mean, they're just, they're always in play and they're always pretty strong values. And, no one really has been playing either one of them. Well, I mean, I, I think this week the the guy you want to go after it's a it's a cover three, cover four um, heavy. So I think I think it's it's definitely Jefferson. He's one of the top five guys against cover three. Um, neither neither of Thielen or Jefferson are good against cover four. Uh, for, and 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 I mean, but you know they have they have a guy that that is just he's just playing um, out of his mind right now and. Uh, it, it, nothing that a defense has thrown at him has, has been able to stop him. Um, so I, I, it, to me, it's, it's all about just getting a touchdown, but with Thielen, but he's yeah. not hitting value. You know what I mean? So I think I, I'm avoiding him till he's getting, getting those, um, those, uh, those single high looks and uh, it's not going to happen this week. What about cousins? We want those cover one cover zero matchups, right? It, is that what he's getting this week? No, it hasn't hasn't happened. It hasn't mattered. Yeah, he's been going yeah, for over three hundred and and you, multiple. You said in an article months everybody. ago that you thought he was a top seven QB, and I like scoffed and snortled at it. And he's playing like a top seven QB, easy. Yeah, he's he's been really good, man. Yeah, he's been really good. Um, I kind of like a little short stack um, with maybe Jefferson and Beckham, um, and just not playing either of the quarterbacks here. I, I kind of like. A you little, could do that little secondary stack here with both those guys um all right let's let's breeze through this next one here guys Giants saints saints are seven point favorites open at nine and a half it got beat down to seven it stayed around seven all week uh over under 40 and a, uh, 41 and a half just behind um colts dolphins uh actually it's right in line with colts dolphins so 41 and a half is total um Giants side man Stone shepherd bummer he's uh gonna miss this game with a hamstring injury so is darius slayton um, so what this has done is kind of opened up a little bit of value with this Giants passing game. Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toner are both, uh, both cheap. Evan Ingram's cheap. Um, and Ingram came back, and he didn't play like a full-time role, but he ran a route on 31 of Daniel Jones' 46 dropbacks last week. Um, that would be like, I don't know, 10th, 11th in tight end participation rate on passing plays this year. So um, Ingram at least got a solid role. Didn't get the targets last week, but he's definitely going to see a few more this week without Shepard and Slayton. So let's uh, open it up. Giants pass catchers here, man. I mean, Wes, I know you're a Kadarius Tony Mark. Uh, Tony's 3,300 on DK. Um, what do you think of his spot this week against the Saints defense? 
I think when you're when you're filling when you're filling out a lineup and you you're just like ah, I gotta get, I need like a you know three three point three k wide receiver. I mean, he's just he's he's the kind of guy that you want to target in that slot because um, the Saints they they're they've been pretty solid on defense. They're not giving up much, but they are giving up uh, a little bit out of the slot. And the best thing about him is, is that he doesn't need uh, he doesn't need the air yards to do his work. So if he can get like give us uh, give us value at three point three K, that that that's that makes a lot of sense there because there's not a whole lot down there at that at, in that price range. Um, and 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 here's the thing with the with the Saints, I mean they they are so stacked in the secondary right now that they they just didn't play Bradley Roby last week. Really? He played two snaps. Wow. Um, and I, I read, huh. I read the coach's comments had nothing to do with him. They, they, they talk about him. Like he's a shutdown corner. They said they just wanted to get Paulson Adebo more snaps, getting more experience. He's not really playing that. Like he's not shutting anybody down. They just want to get him more. They want to get him game ready for the playoffs and um, you know, and and, and Lattimore, he's not going to come out. He's not going to come off the field. So Roby is just—he's kind of being just used when they need him, and they're not going to need him in this game. So we might not even see Roby play. Yeah, uh, you know, and so that's going to—that is going to create some opportunities, um, you know, in the passing game for for whoever's across from Indiba. I mean, he's a rookie cornerback that's that's playing a full game. I mean, so it's going to be it's going to be he's going to have his pains here so uh but uh, yeah I, i'm okay with with tony but I, I don't see anybody else on the giants that i'm i'm that excited about playing yeah no galladay no i'm staying away from him because i i, w- I would just imagine they're going to put Lattimore on him yeah yeah true um yeah they will definitely shadow with Lattimore. um yeah there's no I mean, question tony man he's 4900 on fanduel too i mean it, i know you would prefer excuse me prefer to play him on a full you know full ppr site but um i, I think tony's in play if you need a you know a punt on fanduel as well uh you know he had two catches last week but one of them was on a screen it was like a nine yard screen and it would it looked like classic Kadarius Tony. I mean, he could have housed that. Um, he was making dudes miss left and right. I mean, who else are they going to play here? I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be playing like CJ board, board and Colin Johnson <laughs> and freaking backup tight ends. And she CJ board week, baby. Um, yeah, I, no Barkley. Right. I mean, saints run defense has been one we've been avoiding for three years. So it is um, the premier yeah. run defense in the NFL. Yeah, Barkley week was last week. Um, and they don't even have Davenport or Onyemata. So yep. I mean it's just ridiculous. Yeah, they they just <laughs> they just freaking lock everybody down. Saints side, I don't I mean it's Camara. What else can you say? I mean, Saints are seven point home favorites. Uh, I think Camara is gonna go off at significantly lower ownership than Derrick Henry, um, especially on DK. Uh, maybe not on DK, but anyway, I mean I think people are just kind of underrating what this role is for Kamara. I mean, he is handling 77% of the Saints carries, leads all running backs in target share with 20 at 22%. The problem is the Saints just aren't throwing the ball. And I don't think they're going to have to throw it that much to get past the Giants here. But I mean, Kamara, seven point home favorite, man. I mean, I don't know. Scott, what's your thought here with, uh, with Kamara? Oh. Yeah, see, I so I have I have um, some concerns with with Kamara. Like I, I, you know, I'm not talent, not not ability, but it, it it's just not getting he's not getting the volume of of passing looks that yeah. that really feed the guy that we all know. 
Um, he's still the same player, uh, you know, but he's not a guy that, that he, he's, he, they need, he needs other guys doing things around him to, to prevent defenses from just loading the box. And that, that's, what's going on. I mean, he's a, he's averaging what less than four yards a carry or something. Um, you know, some of so, that's, some of that's gotta be volume related though, man. I mean, he's yeah, getting, yeah. he's getting more carries than he's ever gotten in his career. Um, I mean, he's also, I mean, he's not doing anything though. He's not, he's not hitting value and, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's going to regress just because Alvin yeah. Kamara is inarguably the most efficient fantasy running back of all time. It's not even a question. Uh, if you look at his numbers on a market share basis, he's seeing arguably the best usage of any running back, but again, only on a market share basis. Dude, I'll, I'll take the it a step slowest. further. It's, it is the best in terms right. of market but, share. But it's, it's, it's Christian McCaffrey. It's but it's McCaffrey. the slowest paced offense in football. You know, Derrick Henry has more catches and like 50 more carries uh, that's the concern. Um, by the way, I was peeing. So, so sorry for when you, you called on me and I wasn't here. Um, put on, but the question is, do you play Kamara or Henry? No, you play Henry straight up okay. in tournaments, factor in ownership. Okay. Yeah, I get it. But, uh, but Henry's a, a, the better play straight up. Well, Henry's the only guy that's going to that, you know, single handedly make where you don't have him, you don't get any money. So, um, you know, I don't think I don't I don't think the offense is to that point uh, until they until I think until they get Michael Thomas back and he may not be the same guy for a while, but at least it'll it'll add that threat to the field for Kamara. Right. I mean, Henry has bury you bury you type potential scores every single week. And I mean, we're about to get to this game, but. Um, yeah, I mean, especially this week, Scott, by the way, man, just come on, put a pee bottle underneath right, your desk. Right. There is no, we are in the middle of a stream. Can't Scott Barrett, that. no Scott Hansen. <laughs> Scott, I'm pretty sure Scott Hansen does not pee. Like, he, no, he wears a diaper. He, there's there's got to be something going on. By the way, Scott, I look over in the Mike Clay's league that I've been in for like, uh, you know, going on a decade and, and I see Scott Barrett's name in the stand. I'm like, what? So I, I guess, yeah, I just took that. over. Yeah. I just took over an orphan uh, in the, the PFF OG league. Yeah. Um, all right. What's our next game? Yeah. Um, Titans, Titans jets. And we can cruise through this one. It is Derek Henry It is Derek Henry and it is Derek fucking Henry. Um, I, I'm going to be that donkey though. And I'm going to say, <laughs> I want a piece of Zach Wilson. I'll let Wes trash me in just a second, but uh, you know, the worst offensive line in football, but luckily the Titans have a bottom five pass rush <laughs> per number of metrics, a PFF pass rush grade. So he may finally have time to throw no Elijah Moore. It's a, it's a bottom five secondary as well. So Corey Davis, I think, uh, is, is a pretty good value. No one's going to land on. I like Corey Davis a lot this week too. Yeah. Wes. He was the only guy I had written up on the jets here. Zachtrick Mahomes Wilson, your thoughts. I mean, he's he's going up against a team. They're using cover one at one of the highest rates. He's averaging negative points per snap against cover one. Is that bad? <laughs> that that oh, seems kind of bad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, uh, he's If it continues, he'll be the only quarterback in history to end a season with a ne- – in recent history – to Scott, end a season with a negative uh, points per game against a, a coverage scheme. Um, he he's historically bad to the point where I can't even, I, I pity the fool that starts him this week. Yes. Yeah, oh, didn't, right. didn't, didn't we talk about this last week that Zach Wilson's not in play? Yeah. I've got, I, I mean, I'm just going to be a donkey. 
I mean, I, I like, I think Corey Davis is in play. I think Corey Davis is a fine play, especially in this projection right, game right, script, right, but right. I want no part of Zach Wilson. Well, and then is, and Jeff Smith's probably out too, right? Just Smith, yeah, Mims is going to play. Mims yeah. is going to yeah. play. Are they Crowder, Crowder's going to play too. Okay. Yeah. Sala said they're going to play Mims a little bit. He's been a healthy scratch, obviously. So if Mims plays, okay. Um, uh, that, that does take away. Cause I was going to say, if they're going to, if they're going to keep Mims inactive without more and without, uh, Smith, then I guess Keelan Cole might be a sneaky guy at three K on DraftKings. but you know, pfft, uh, yeah. somebody's going to get, you know, the 125 yards he passes for. You're going to give him 125. I got him. I got him for 90 West. It's an 85 to Corey Davis. I mean, did you did if you watch did you watch the game uh, yeah. against New England the last uh, yeah. when I mean he was throwing balls to nobody. He did the same shit last week against Denver too, man. I mean, he he's flustered just to put it lightly. Uh, it's I'm not saying Zach Wilson sucks. Please get that. Yeah. He doesn't suck. He's just not. He's, he's not there yet. He's, he's a good, yet. he's going to be a good quarterback, yeah. but when he's playing cover one right now until at least, I mean, he's, he doesn't even have his legs on underneath him to really attack a defense right now. Um, he doesn't have the offense offensive line to, to protect him, obviously, but he definitely doesn't understand how to beat a cover one yet. That yeah. is something that you can be guaranteed on a weekly basis. All right. We got 15 minutes, Graham, and we're not even yeah. at the 4 PM games. Uh, we are about to get there, though, my friend. Uh, Chiefs-Eagles final of the uh, early slate games. Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-unders, 54-and-a-half. Really no injuries in this game, so we can breeze through that. But, um, man, I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing in this game – is you know look the Chiefs defense has been atrocious to start the year they're 32nd yards per play 31st in percentage of drives inning in a score they're giving up a score in 50 percent of their drives faced they're 25th in opponent time of possession allowed I mean they're just getting stomped defensively um and I mean you want to ask why you know the Chiefs are off to a slow start well there you go I mean even if you have Patrick Mahomes your defense can't give up that amount of points and that amount of yards and that amount of time and you guys still win games. That being said, Chiefs games have gone off. I mean, 62, 71, and 54 total points scored this year. Uh, Over-under here is 54 and a half. So that would be right in line with the trend of we've seen with these Chiefs game. But, Wes, I mean, what happened with the Eagles this past week? Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts regressed, I think, as a passer. Um, he got it done in garbage time for fantasy, but – I mean, I, I don't think Hertz looked particularly great last week. And for whatever reason, they just completely went away from the run, which is something I think they've got to do here against the Chiefs. Yeah, I think I think Devontae Smith is not he's he's not what they thought they were going to get. They, they I think they thought they were going to get uh, a guy that was ready to step on the NFL field as wide receiver one. And there's no question about it. A, just a, a presence that another, the other team just cannot stop. I mean, that's just too, you're putting too much on this kid. Um, and, 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 you know, he, his shoulders are, aren't wide enough to begin with. Uh, you know, if you, you look at the, the receivers, they, 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 Smith's been good, you know, but he's not, he's not quite ready to, to, to put up the type of numbers that they need to compete um, or, or, you know, to, to step forward as a wide receiver one at this stage. And uh, you know, so, I mean, they basically have just like three decent wide receivers um, and, and for some reason Hertz is not looking to his tight ends enough. Cause I mean, you can make the argument that Goddard is, is, is his uh, should be his go-to guy here, but he's just not doing it. 
Um, and then, you know, they're not running the ball, the offensive line, they lost, they lost their best offensive lineman, but still he's averaging in six starts. He's averaging nine and a half points on the ground. He's, he's one of the safest quarterbacks. Um, you know, he comes into a game with nine and a half points. So, I mean, he's, he's got one of the mo- the safest floors at quarterback. Um, and he's going up against a defense that, that they've not been able to get a pass rush together. Uh, and their secondary is, is, is banged up. It has been for several weeks. Uh, they're giving up the second most fantasy points over the last two weeks. So I think, I think, uh, Hertz is definitely in play. I don't think anybody else, uh, that, yeah. I think you can, uh, you could throw Goddard in there, I guess, but man, it's yeah. just hard to trust anybody else on that offense. Um, it, this game for me is about Jalen hurts, Travis Kelsey yep. and, and CEH and yep. that's it. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'll, I'll just say for the people at home, it's like, well, what if it's a Tyreek week? Uh, yeah. That's why you listen to Greg Cassell on our other live stream. Uh, the Eagles have been excellent at stopping the deep ball this year and, Greg Cassell made it clear that's a function of scheme. That's what they're doing. That's what they're shutting out, selling out to stop. And so, so I do think this is another Kelsey week who, by the way, is just an absolute freak of nature. Uh, so that's the guy you're, you're going to pay, pay up for. I mean, if you could find a way to get Henry, Kelsey and Adams, I, I don't know if that's Dude, possible. But. You can do it on Fanduel this week and we'll get there in uh, two games and we'll talk through running backs. But um, yeah, you can, I think you can get there on Fanduel this week. Okay. Um, I think we actually see CEH go for back-to-back 100-yard games. Oh boy! I'm oh serious. boy! I'm serious. Is the, did you see the Eagles' run defense last week? Right. It was I really think- good. I mean, it was really good in weeks one, one and two. I've, I've struggled to find a signal uh, whether or not he's still Eagles. cheap. He's still very, very. He's cheap. way too cheap on DK. He's a lot harder to get to on FanDuel, but he's way too cheap on DK. But he's not. I was seeing that I, receiving t- volume that we wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm taking an L on CEH last week. Um, I just thought he'd be too highly owned and he got there, you know, with the touchdown, um, they set up a little screen for him and he, you know, did what he did, but yeah, still two targets. I mean, he's still not getting the targets on his routes, but he has a good play this week. Yeah. But Eagles, let's look at who the Eagles, huge favorites. The Eagles played the Falcons who they don't know who they are. Um, they can't run the ball. They, and they played the 49ers when everyone got hurt. Right. So, I mean, it really wasn't the greatest test for them as far as like they were good at, in run defense. And Fine. then they played the Cowboys who were obviously yeah. the best run, running team that they faced. Yeah. Fair point. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, before we move on here, I mean, it's Kelsey, uh, Kelsey week it's he's 8,200 on FanDuel. He's too cheap on DraftKings. I mean, that's the tight end play this week. And if you can't get there, I mean, it's, I mean, there's a couple of guys here in this afternoon slate that we'll get to, but it's, I mean, it's, it's either Kelsey. Kelsey or you're trying to find somebody at three K or below. Yeah, I think so too. I still like Higby. I'm keeping the light on for Higby. We'll keep, we'll go to that game here in a bit, but um, yeah, I think it's Kelsey or punt or Higby. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's actually do it. Cardinals Rams uh, over under is 40, uh, 54 and a half. The Rams are four point favorites. There's a big sharp action coming in on, the Cardinal side Rams were six and a half point favorites, but that has been hammered down to four. Um, man, I've seen some sharp action on the under here too. I've seen, uh, I think I looked this morning. It was like 85% of the bets, not 85% of the bets, but 85% of the money yeah, is coming on, on the, the under. under. Yeah, yeah. 85% of the money is coming on the under here. Um, I think, I think I'm probably going to bet that by the end, uh, the end of the day, but uh, great game, man. Uh, NFC West is super tight. Uh, Cardinals and Rams are, you know, obviously both vying for the upper hand there. And 
I got to, Wes, I, I want to get your thoughts just real quick on the game as a whole, because, you know, I know the Sharps are hammering the Cardinals. Maybe they just got, you know, maybe the line was just too big and there was a little bit of value in it, but I, I God, man, Rams are throwing the hell out of the ball in neutral game scripts. This game's going to be close. Uh, good Lord. I think the Rams are in a really, really nice spot here once again. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I said, I said, uh, I, I can't remember what article I wrote it in, but the Buccaneers lucked out last year that they were able to sidestep the Rams in the playoffs because I mean, this, this team, even without Matthew Stafford before they had him, they could have, they could have been a problem for the Buccaneers last year uh, in the playoffs. So that's how good this defense is. Um, and uh, you know, the thing though, is I think, I think it's the, the Cardinals are actually a pretty safe play here. Um, okay. So nuke, is off limits. Okay. I think, I think we're going to see Ramsey play on the outside this week. There's just so much love between these guys and they've, they've competed against one another since Ramsey was a rookie. I don't think that um, he's going to play in the slot this, this game. So I think, but it's going to open up uh, opportunities for everybody else because Darius Williams hasn't been that great. David long has not been, has not been tested to the point that, that, uh, you know, we we saw Brady attacking both uh, 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 long and uh, Williams last week. Uh, You know, they, they, he only threw the one touchdown, but um, so I, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not touching the, the, the backfield for the Cardinals, but I do think like guys like Christian Kirk, like think about it. I mean, so um, when, when Kyler Murray emerged, who emerged with him, who is, who is the catalyst that, that has been there right with him this year and, and leading the uh, NFL quarterbacks in scoring. And now that's been Christian Kirk, of course. And, but I'm not taking away from Scott's boy Rondell Moore by having a guy with that speed and the, and the 10 personnel it's open up, it's opening things up for Christian Kirk. Yeah. Kirk's Kirk's straight up about playing Rondell Moore. I mean, Rondell Moore is still a part-time player, basically. He's a rookie. It's 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 yeah. expected. If he's Rondell also a part-time healthy, player, but on his yeah. snaps, he's yeah. getting schemed the ball. Yeah. Like it's it's uh what what's it called, Wes? A uh situational. I don't know. But anyway, like it's it's okay. He only plays 50% oh, of snaps, he's, but he's getting targeted on like 30%. Where he it's the design play going to him. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, Wes, I'm going to disagree with you on Edmonds. I think he's in play 5,500 on DK. Uh, we really haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, listen, I think, you know, Cardinals really haven't been in a negative game script just yet. Uh, they freaking killed the Titans really tight ball game against the Vikings. Um, we haven't really seen them trail yet. And Edmonds is running a route on like 70% of Kyler's dropbacks, third highest among running backs. So, I mean, if, if the, you know, if the market's right, Rams are going to be ahead by, you know, a score throughout this game. Edmonds is going to play a ton and get a ton of PPR juice. But um, and I, I think he's going to be he's probably not the touchdown upside for. for yeah, minutes, I think. Yeah, but he's right. But he's going to be major leverage off of CEH. I'm going to call it right I mean, now, though. Three points or less for James Conner. Yeah, that dude's he's goal line only. Now. He's goal line only. Um, Rams side, I mean, you know just said it again. I mean, the Cardinals really haven't had to do too, like they haven't really been pressed too much. Neither have the Rams. Um, and, you know, we haven't really seen LA play all out for a full game, but Matthew Stafford's thrown for multiple scores in every outing and he's averaging 314 yards per game. Uh, Cooper Cup, man, Cooper Cup's getting the respect this week. He's 8,600 on FanDuel, the highest priced wide receiver on the slate. John Proctor's guy is now the wide receiver one and only took him, uh, only took him four weeks to be the wide receiver one, but 
man, he's 400 more expensive than Hill, somehow 500 more expensive than Devontae Adams. Um, I've been playing cup last two weeks and I think this will probably be the first week I don't have, uh, I don't have cup on my main team, but um, at least on DraftKings, he's still playable. I think it's within reason, but I don't think you, I mean, I think, I think the way his pricing has gone this yeah. week, I think it's, it's time to, it's time for some Bobby trees action. Might be, might be, he, he did, you know, kind of weirdly in week one, he was behind Van Jefferson and then week two, it was split. And then last week they finally got DJX going and limited Van Jefferson's role. But um, you know, Woods has just been, you know, he's gotten 20% of the targets, which is fine on the surface. And Cooper Cup's not going to be able to get 35% of the targets for the rest of the year. That's obvious. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I think I think Woods was not the play last week, obviously, but I'm, I'm definitely more intrigued this week. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what about our guy, Tyler Higby? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, he's still not really priced up to where he should be. Uh, he, he's, he's playing that, you know, amazing role where he's actually running a ton of routes on the outside and in the slot. And, you know, he's not really blocking too much. Uh, I don't think he's a must play, but, but he's up there. Yeah. I I said it earlier. I think it's Kelsey Higby or you punt this week at tight end. Um, I think Kittle Kittle's hurt, um, but he's, he's gotten priced down here, but anyway, I mean, I think it's, I think it's Kelsey Higby or, or you punt. Um, All right. Any other thoughts here on this game? We have five minutes left with Grant, uh, with uh, Wes. So well, we have three games left and two of them are pretty simple. So let's get to Seahawks 49ers. We have a lot of injuries here uh, to keep track of this weekend. Gerald Everett has COVID. I believe he's vaccinated. That hasn't been confirmed. The Seahawks have like one guy, I think on their team that hasn't been vaccinated. So we'll see. Uh, but I think he's, he, if he does not get cleared today, he won't play this weekend. So um, I think, I think he's going to play Johnny's first really? DM to me this week was, he loves Disley with Everett out, D. Eskridge probably out. Wait, you, you think you think Everett's going to play? Is that what you said? No, I don't think he's going to. Okay, okay. Yeah, I remember you mentioned Disley earlier. I think Disley's I think Disley's the best punt on the slate. There's of a lot of out. good puns. There's a lot of good puns. Yeah, but they don't the thing about Disley is they do not have a second or well, I guess a third. He, he would be the number three receiver. They're targeting yeah. tight ends this year. Uh, Lockett's also very banged up, which is a reason to like DK Metcalf, which I oh, do. Baby. Oh, baby. DK Metcalf, man. He's, he's not going to get the ownership he, he deserves. Oh, boy. So he went for he went for 43 points against San Francisco last year in week eight. And then yeah. in week uh, 17, they used six foot two Akella with, Witherspoon on him. And he, he was able to shut him down. Of course, that just led to Tyler Lockett going off. Yeah. This year, they have nobody taller than six foot josh norman's banged up he's still he's he'll play i mean he's 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 happy to be on a team um <laughs> he's happy to be getting a paycheck he's been playing point, good right? though i just mean he was unemployed for a while there yeah. you know but yeah. norman's been playing he deserves to be on okay. uh, on a team and in the starting lineup but they have nobody that can match up physically with dk this week nobody Dude. Josh Norman can't even be in the same vicinity as dk metcalf's farts i mean it, it's dk metcalf is going to go ham here and he's 7700 on FanDuel uh I think D, I think DK Metcalf's the best play of the week guys I think it's that simple I think you you could I think I can make a pretty good argument that you can pull the best the my my optimal stack of the week with with Wilson Metcalf and a run back of Debo love that um 
Yeah, definitely love that. Um, on the Niners side, so Eli Mitchell, uh, Kyle Shanahan today came out and said that he's still really, that shoulder is still really sore. Um, so everybody's fab darling from week two is probably going to miss this game. I, I don't know. We'll see. Trey Sermon played 59% of the snaps last week, um, but they played Kyle Juszczyk quite a bit. Um, he was basically, I think he got nine carries, which is a career high. Sermon's only 5,900 on FanDuel. Um, I think he's kind of in play, but, um, you know, like Wes mentioned, I think it's really, I think it's really Debo in this spot. Um, Scott, you got any thoughts here on this game? No, nah, not really. No. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then Ayuk, you know, he, he came back. I mean, yep. it's, it, it's basically been, you know, his playing time going up and Sherfield's going down. I mean, who really was, who's really surprised to see that um, if Kittle's out, then, I mean, it, it's going to be just a, a just a, a, a Debo and Brandon Ayuk show. So, and then um, Garoppolo is another guy that uh, you it could be, is going to be really low owns who's done really well against cover three. Um, and, and um, so, you know, uh, but the thing is, is, is we know that, that Seattle is going to do well. Um, uh, Russell Wilson's never lost three games in a row. Hush, never lost three games in a row. And uh, so we know, you know, Seattle is going to be highly motivated here. Um, so I, I think this, yeah. this is, there's going to be a lot of points being turned around. Um, and, and, and I also think if, if, you know, obviously if Mitchell's out, Sermon will do well. I mean, what's going on with this Seattle run defense? They're just, They're they've been trash. So, yeah. Yeah. I think if Mitchell's out, I think Sermon's in play. Um, I think he's especially in play on FanDuel. He's only 5,900. I think I like Zach Moss better uh, for all the reasons we laid out earlier, but I think Sermon's at least in play and he's going to be, he's going to be pretty low on. I mean, he's really the only guy they got there. And to your point, Wes, I mean, we're talking about 237 scrimmage yards uh, to Henry in week two, 198 to Colts running backs in week one. They gave up a huge game to Madison last week. Seahawks, Seahawks have just a trash run defense. So I real, I, I think, I think nobody's going to want to play Sermon this week. Um, and I think he's going to be pretty strong, strong. That's a mistake. Play. I mean, yeah. we saw that Mitchell got a lot of love after his game. Um, Sermon scored more fantasy points per touch than, than Mitchell has. So I just think, I think people are being a little hard on a, on a guy, on a kid making his first start. I mean, these are when you, when you're dealing with rookies, you're going to have to, you know, deal with rookie situations. Yeah. Uh, Sermon just looked so tentative the last last week to me. Yeah, yeah, he looks so tentative. Um, well, did not, you see the hit not... that he took on his first carry? Yeah, the poor guy, man. <laughs> poor I, guy. Thought, I thought he broke his skull. I, I mean, I know the poor guy get one his... of the nastiest hits of the year. So the poor poor Sermon, man, he is a healthy scratch week one. He's made the RB five, gets completely demoted. Week two, he gets his first carry, gets concussed, fumbles the ball. And then last week he gets absolutely obliterated on that carry, man. He's just, it's like the, the most unlucky start to a rookie running back season I can remember. But um, all right, we spent too much time talking about Trey Sermon. Wes, it's uh, 4.30, man. You need to run? Yeah, I'm going to get out of here. But, uh, right. you know, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. And uh, anytime you guys want me to come back, I'm, yeah. I'm ready and available. For sure, man. Uh, this has been great. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your kiddos game. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. Later, guys. Uh, all righty. I actually just saw a tweet. So, um, Elijah Mitchell's status depends on pain tolerance and where he goes through testing. Uh, 
Shanahan said the team will give Mitchell as long as he can to get ready. So I think I think Shanahan's holding out hope, but I think the writings on the wall will probably get sermon here. All right, Scott, just me and you, two games. Uh, Ravens Broncos. Ravens are one point favorites. This opened as a slight favorite to the Broncos and got hammered over the Ravens side. Uh, Over under is forty four and a half. Uh, kind of sneaky big news. I mean, not for DFS this week, but Ravens might get Rashad Bateman. He's been practicing this week, coming off that groin injury. Um, so we'll probably see some Bateman this week. Um, Melvin Gordon though, uh, is questionable. He is dealing with some sort of like ribs, ribs injury. He's got, he's on the injury report with a lower leg injury. Uh, Javante Williams would instantly become the best value on this slate. If Melvin Gordon is out, um, don't really think we need to spend too much time on that, but he's 5k on DK. He's 5,900. On FanDuel, I believe, yeah, fifty nine hundred. Um, yeah, Javante all day if Melvin Gordon's out. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the other two plays from this game would be Cortland Sutton or Noah Fant. I don't really have a good read there yet. I, I still have to dig into it. I, I don't know if you have anything for me. Uh, not really, man. It's you know, losing Judy is kind of condensed it, but it's still kind of not. You know, they throw it to all three of those guys. Sutton went back down from 12 to five targets. Yeah, I mean, that was a 26 nothing blowout, though. Yeah, it was. This game's going to be a lot tighter. Um, let's see here. And but that's, that's sort of how I felt, is like yeah. how you're just like, eh. Yeah, it's kind of eh. I think there's just better receiver plays. Um, I think OBJ is pretty much just a mortal lock at 5,800 on DK. Sutton's 57. Um, Ravens side, man, obviously we're completely avoiding this backfield. I don't want to hear Hollywood's name, so let's not even go there. Um, Man, I mean, how how do you feel about Lamar this week? Uh, He's probably not one of my top top three or top five quarterbacks, but. Well, actually, let's go through that. Who who is your top three right now? So I don't know that that's, I write my slate breakdown and I usually hit quarterbacks first, but um, I don't know. I I think all the expensive guys really uh, that's what's popping. Um, Let me pull it up. Yeah. I I mentioned this earlier, but FanDuel's pricing, you can kind of do whatever you want on, uh, on FanDuel quarterback this week. I mean, Mahomes and Allen are at the top, but it's really flat from there. Um, Yeah. To, to me, it was, uh, a lot of the expensive guys standing out like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and then I guess if you want to go a, a tiny bit cheaper, um, Jalen Hurts, uh, Dak Prescott. Yeah. I think Hurts, but, um, I think Hurts will probably be end up being your guy on DK. I bet. Yeah. I, uh, t- Wesk is kind of winning me over on Taylor Heineke though. But I mean, Dude, it's just they- like a bottom three. Pass he rush, bottom it. three secondary. Dude, he gets it done. Heineke's just getting it done, man. 28. Gibson a little banged up. Maybe they lean yeah. more on McKissick yeah. in the past game. Heineke's three starts, 28.8 fantasy points, 24, 23.4 last week on DK. The Heine. Um, the Heineken. Get Uh-oh. you some Heineken. Um, I don't know, man. Hadoukens. What's that? Throwing Hadoukens. I think that's Dude. a uh, Street Fighter reference. Yeah, it is. Um, Heineken is disgusting, by the way. <laughs> Heineken's like the worst beer of all time. Um, I don't really have much else from this Ravens game, man. I-, I think I'm, you know, I was on Lamar last week with Hollywood and that ended in tragedy. 
Um, I think Lamar is a fine play. I think Hollywood's a fine play. I think Andrews is a fine play, but I just think there's better, better guys out there. Um, yeah, and then obviously just Javante's the nuts if, if Mel can't go. Uh, all right, Steelers Packers, final game of the week, man. Um, shit ton of injuries here. Uh, Chase Claypool came up gimpy on Thursday with a hamstring injury. Uh, he did not practice today. I don't think he's going to play. Juju Smith-Schuster has a rib injury. It's He's probably like leaning towards playing, but he's, he's going to be listed as questionable. And Deontay Johnson's going to play. He's been practicing all week. So we're going to get Deontay back. Uh, one more injury. TJ Watt has not played uh, the last two weeks. He's still questionable with that groin. On the Packers side, Marcos Valdez-Scantling. Has a hamstring injury. He's going to miss. Uh, Matt LaFleur said it's nothing serious. Like he's not going to go on IR, but he's definitely going to miss this week. Uh, everybody's favorite whipping boy at cornerback, Kevin King, is out along with Elgton Jenkins. And that's big for the Packers side because David Bakhtiari is on PUP. They were using Jenkins as the backup. They moved him from guard to cover for Bakhtiari. So the Packers will be down to their third string tackle once again, which means Robert Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis are going to have to block more. So now all that being said, this game, man, is going to, I just, I think the Packers are just going to absolutely wreck them. Um, Big Ben without Claypool, they're not going to have anybody to stretch the field. I don't even know if that matters. Um, Big Ben is so dust and they are throwing the ball a ton. I mean, over the last two weeks, I mean, Big Ben's dropped back like 45 and 60 times. Um, man, I, you know, I just, I really don't want to play anybody on the Steelers side because I just think this team is, is just completely done. Uh, <clears throat> Aaron Jones is a great on paper value on FanDuel, uh, but he's banged up. I think he's dealing with that ankle, uh, which means, you know, I'm not really in love with it. Uh, on the Steelers side, I mean, Deontay Johnson, a mortal lock for what, 12 targets and Najee Harris, eight targets with, with all these wide receiver injuries and Ben Roethlisberger not having any arm strength or velocity. Uh, and then just, Adams is just like the no brainer must play of the week. He's $1,000 cheaper than uh, over his last 13 games by average salary on both sites. Uh, he had a brutal matchup in week one against PFF's number one cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore. He smashed in week two. He smashed amid a concussion in week three, and he has his best matchup of the year right now. He is a uh, free square on FanDuel. Like, I don't give a shit if he's going to be 35% on Adams is, is a lock. Tell me what you think about this, because I, I just brought it up a few minutes ago, and now I'm thinking about it, where it's like, could you get away with – a lineup you feel really good about that's Adams, Kelsey, and Henry, <clears throat> because there is a lot of value. And depending on injuries, there could be even more value. And so like you could build a really solid lineup with the, like stars and scrubs with those stars uh, and then some middling pieces. And then just maybe two Uber scrubs in like a minimum price, Curtis Samuel, Kadarius, Tony, yep. Anthony Miller, yep. uh, the guy with three names on Tennessee, Nick Westbrook, Akini <laughs> or something I- like that. Ikea. He's a, he's an Ikea guy. Yeah. Ikea. And yeah. And, and that way, like if just one of those guys, if you play two like super cheap, shitty wide receivers and one of them gets, you know, 16 points, like you, yeah. you could just, you could just be, be swimming in money. I don't know. Maybe that's dumb. We don't have Johnny on here to tell me it's dumb. So no, nah, I think it's a good week for stars and scrubs. If we get Javante, I think that's the key, man. If we get Javante, I don't think we do, but that, that would be, ah, nice. God, I know it'd be great if we did. 
Um, uh, before we make a lineup here, uh, circling back to Deontay. Um, I mean, you know, every single time he's in the lineup, he's going to get 10 targets. It's just, he's going to be low on, he's going to be low on, but what level of, of efficiency are we getting to get here? I mean, I mean, who cares? So dead. He's so dead though, man. (laughs) Like, I mean, Najee Harris had 19 targets last week with him out. Yeah. I mean, does that, is that 19 targets for Deontay? It's, it's very, very possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, And you know me, I, every single week I write up Deontay and either he gets hurt or he hits three X. So (laughs) 100% success rate. 100%. Yeah. And and when when it's an injury, I could just say that's variance and (laughs) not, not, not get any fault for that. Even though every time I write them up, someone says he's going to get hurt. You know, Deontay this week is going to, he's going to take a hit over the middle. He's going to act like he got shot. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to come back like two drives later. Yeah. There is a, uh, there's a very thin line between being injury prone and just being a total wussy. And I think uh, he's tightrope walking that thin line. Yeah, he is. Uh, all right, let's make a lineup here, man. I'm going to share my screen here with you, Ben. We're Whoa, gonna, look yeah, at we're that. Gonna, we're going to try something new. We are Take open, it to the next level. Yeah, man, we're going to open up Push Optimizer. Push it to the limit. Push it to the limit. Pushing right. for hard. All right. Uh, so this see. is a tough week. We we like a lot of plays. And then there's a lot of plays we could like, but we're waiting on. Yeah. Oh, are we using the optimizer? Yeah, we're using our optimizer, man. So we'll uh optimizer. Make sure we have main slate. Let me move this soon. All right. Pick pick two out of three of Henry Kelsey Adams. Right, you so pick. Uh, say that again, Henry, Kelsey Adams. We're definitely okay. First and foremost, is this cash or we're going to make cash or or no, we're going to do a tournament. Okay. But we'll say it's a a single entry, $100. So it's okay. Somewhere in between the two. All right. So it's not like, let's just be insane. So do we, I mean, on DK, I think Henry's pretty much a lock. He's harder to get to on FanDuel at 10 K, but I think for, for DK this week, it's Henry. All right. And we'll play, uh, we'll play lions defense against Justin Fields. Ooh, good call. All right, so Adams or or Kelsey? That's your call. Uh, An idiot. Uh, Lions defense is for some reason not in the optimizer. Oh, boy. Doesn't make us look good. Oh, boy. Bears defenses. That is weird. Uh, What's Lions defense on DK? 2,200. 22? Okay. Oh, they're right here. That was weird. Oh, then that's on you. I don't know. They weren't showing up. Oh, you know what it is? Rose per page right there. Come on, guy. Yep. I'm a moron. All right. Locking it up. Blinds D. Uh, let's go to receiver. Adams or Kelsey. I'm going to – I mean, if we don't go Kelsey, where do you think? Disley? Just punt all the way down or Higby? I mean, there's – I, I hate tight end this week because there's there's so many plays. You could do you could talk yourself into Engram, two wide receivers out. Yeah. Um, well, well, let's leave it open for now, and we'll lock in okay. Adams then. Okay, let's do that. So we got um, Henry Lions D and Adams. Uh, let's let's get a little stack on here since we got. You want you want Beckham? Team. Let's put in Beckham. Oh yeah, Beckham. Yeah, Beckham to lock on Fanduel. Good call. Good call. 
All right, Beckhamson, uh, let's go with who do we think is the top stack? I, I think Wes kind of alluded to it, but I, I freaking love Wilson and Metcalf this week. Okay, and then, and then um, let's correlate. Okay. Wilson, lock in Wilson, we'll go into Metcalf. Apparently Metcalf's dealing with a foot issue. I actually missed that. Yeah, he I, is, I don't think that's a big deal. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal either. All right, so now we need to correlate. Yeah. Uh, so who do we bring it back with on San Francisco? West like Debo. Um, Debo. I think Debo's in play. Um, we could also bring it back with Adams, with Deontay or Harris. Beckham, we could bring it back with a Vikings wide receiver. I don't know if it's necessarily to bring anything back with, with the Niners, man. I mean, if Kittle's out, it definitely makes Debo and Ayuk stronger plays, but Kittle plays through pretty much everything. So I, let's let's leave that for now. Um, what do we have left? Because we I have can't... three thousand seven hundred, which is not a lot. Okay, so we definitely can't do Debo. So get out of here. I use five K. All right, let's leave that alone. Um, we need a value piece, Kadarius. Kadarius, uh, Anthony Miller. Uh, Nick Westbrook, Ikea. Um, there's some more too. Hold on. I, I just wrote it out. Curtis Samuel. Uh, I don't want to play Curtis. Wes Watkins. What do you think? Uh, Westbrook or Tony? Uh, if it's a tournament, let's, let's go Tony then. No one's going to play him. Yeah. Our ownership projections have a uh... – He's he's popping in my diva wide receiver model. <laughs> Correlates I mean, he, extremely well he, for yeah, he's gonna pop in your, he's gonna pop in that model for the rest of his career then. Okay, so we put in Tony, that's 3200. So what does that give us? Like 4,600 left. Right? He's also popping in my bad rapper model, which which the worse you are wow. as a rapper, the better you are at scoring fantasy points. Wait, he has a mixtape out? I didn't even know that. Oh, that was like a big quote unquote red flag during the <laughs> draft process. Does he care more about his rap career than football? And then I listen to a song and I'm like, yeah, this is a no brainer. <laughs> um, all right. What do we have left here with, uh, with Tony in there? Uh, 3,900. So oh. di- let's just go Disley, make it easy on us. Yeah. All right. So we have 5,100 for running back. Mike Davis, um, Trey Sermon, Corderell Patterson. Wes was more into Patterson than you and I were. I just – I don't want to fuck around with a back who's only going to get 20 snaps and gadget snaps at that. Right. He does look good. Um, you know what? Sermon would be the bring back, man. Seahawks run defense is garbage. I kind of like that. No one's going to play him. All right. I kind of like that. All right, let's lock right. it up. We, we could we – could... We could move down from Wilson and then do an unorthodox, more unorthodox play like Heineke plus. Dude, I don't know. F1. I actually really like this. All right. Done. You get the double stack with Wilson and Metcalf plus Sermon at running back with no Mitchell. I like that a lot. All right. So that's 132.2 points. Why don't you just hit the optimize button and, and we'll see yeah. how far that off that is from optimize. Okay. Uh, see so quarterback stack with wide receiver, no running back stack. Yeah. 132. Whoa, look at <laughs> us. 
bada bit. Wait, oh wait, that's the same lineup. God damn it. <laughs> oh damn. Oh shit. Yeah, I do. I gotta reset this everything. Is our, this is our first time doing it, folks. Yeah, I forgot little, to reset everything. Little treat, little treat for you. I forgot to reset everything. All right, let's do that again with wide receiver, quarterback, stack, optimize. Wow, that blows us out. Okay, of the okay, we should just get off now. <laughs> <laughs> we should just get out now. He let. Uh, damn. All right. Well, like Jack it's, it's a bit. good it's a good chance to remind everyone we work on <laughs> it is yeah the optimizer completely. folks this is why you you upgrade to the the optimized package yeah uh, i listen, will just say we update don't listen projections. to like scott and i we we update projections throughout the week so yeah. you know yeah i wouldn't be surprised if jack doyle falls david montgomery yeah antonio gibson fall Wait. a little bit based on injury news let's see here yeah let's see something real quick um, yeah, he's 4,900. All right. Um, well, we're going to get dusted by the optimizer. Now I'm going to put both these uh, lineups in a, in a small tournament here. But uh, this is great. Wes isn't here, but Wes, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, Scott, this is good as always, Ben. And congrats to Johnny, which you'll, you'll find out where yeah. he was next Yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not spoil Johnny's uh, parade here if he wants to come out with it. But uh, Ben, thanks for rocking with us. Uh, stick around. Ten minutes from now, Joe and Tom are going to be uh, talking through best bets for this week. Um, so stick around for that and Scott and I will catch you with Johnny same time, same place, same bat channel next week for the cashing points podcast guys. Good luck this week.